Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, beautiful souls, wherever you are on this phenomenal planet. It's still phenomenal. I am really excited, stoked and excited. Why? Because I get to be on and it's always great to be on. Listen, if you can hear me, make sure you press one. Let's me know you're here Two. Let's me know you're shared it because, uh, you know, I'll, I'm always touching stuff. I'm always touching my mics, messing with stuff. Um, forgive me for my tardiness today. I have a meeting that carried over, a very important and special meeting that carried over. So you know how that is. Speaking of that, that means I'm an active licensed professional. Ooh, hold on. I got all kind of buttons I'm pressing. Here we go. I'm an active licensed professional. I want to make sure sound is where it needs to be. And that way we can talk about get this show on the road, get this show on the road. Speaking on the road, I've got to take a quick road trip as well. Uh, let's see here. Making sure. Let's see. Yep. I'm good. I'm good. All right. So making sure we're good. All right. So for those of you who are new to the show, welcome to Ready, Set, Real Estate. I'm your host, Lisa Gillette, also known as Super Agent, saving our communities from housing crisis and foreclosure. Who used to watch me do that live? Do you remember I did that live once upon a time? Ebony, Miss Campbell's in the building. Welcome, welcome, welcome. She says, I'm here. Listen, Ebony, Ebony, let them know price of admission. And she, and she shared it. She pressed too. Ebony, let them know price of admission means you get all this real estate game content information because this show is always information packed for free. I just ask that you let me know you're here and I just ask that you share it. Share the love. Okay, let me cover disclaimers. You know, this is going, by the way, I should put trigger warning, <laughs> trigger warning on this show topic. Why? Because, you know, you guys are just. You, 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 y'all out here doing something interesting with this generational wealth. It's just a buzzword. Talking to my colleague, Leslie Allen, uh, and, and she, she reminded me, you know, we were just talking in context and she said, yeah, she said something like buzzword. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a show topic on this because you are all out here. Generational wealth has now just become a feel good thing. And I'm going to rant about it. No, I'm not going to rant. I'm going to vent. No, I'm not going to vent. <laughs> not going to vent about it. We're going to have a intelligent discussion. We don't argue. We intelligently debate. I want to debate. <laughs> okay, real quick. Make sure you're writing down your real estate goals. We are now in second quarter. Write down your real estate goals. 2022, we're in second quarter. I'm still writing down my goals. I have tons of real estate goals. If you ever have the uh, option, just kind of the wonderful opportunity to connect with me and come to physically to my location. I'm in uh, Southern California, specifically my office is actually out of Gardena, California. And with that being said, my office has tons of vision boards. Like I have a glass, I have a glass board, a whiteboard, cork boards because I'm a visionary. I got to look at the bigger picture. So make sure you're writing down those goals. All right. Additionally, disclaimer, please do not consider the information shared on this show as legal and tax advice. Go seek those reputable 
licensed professionals. I have to say reputable because they're all not made equally, just like agents, just like lenders. Uh, we're not all equal in our experience and our expertise. So find a reputable professional. All right. Kyle definitely shared it. Thank you for sharing the love. Uh, for those of you who are new to me, again, Lisa Gillette, also uh, formerly Lisa Puerto, for those of you who've been watching and sharing, connecting with me for the past couple years, I am a broker, owner, CEO of Devenio Estates, which is our real estate brokerage, not affiliated with the show Ready, Set, Real Estate. They are separate entities. I am a pricing strategy advisor. I am both certified in foreclosures and short sales along with probates, love probates, enjoying that probate and trust sales. Cause I get to, you know, I get it. It's a very special role for me with families, a very special role for me. So I really appreciate that. Um, what else, what else do I need to share? I think that's about it. We're good. Okay. We're going to jump into this, uh, before we do that, of course, this show has a sponsor today's sponsor is Omnis Property Solutions. I uh, really appreciate their professionalism in working with our families and our clients and clean outs, trash outs, board ups, property maintenance. Sometimes those are conditions of the contract to deliver it clean and vacant. And you just got to have a great team to get it done. So we'll be right back after this sponsor break. Do you have properties that need to be maintained? For professional services that guarantee your property will stay safe and secure, Omnis Property is the team you want by your side. As a company, we pride ourselves on our best-in-class professionals, equipped with the latest technology for all your end-to-end -end property preservation needs. That means that from start to finish, our expert team can handle everything from accurate assessments to preservation projects of all sizes. Save money and time by working with leading experts that understand your needs and are committed to premier service. Get started today by contacting us for your project estimate. Visit www.omnispreservation.com or call 310-957-9132. Awesome. Shout out to our sponsor, Property Omnis Property Solutions. Also, if you're tuned in, because I, I recall that um, as I'm listening to the in, a commercial, I'm like our radio podcast listeners tuning in everywhere. So if you are tuning in our radio podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you for your love and continued support. Love you, love you, love you, love you. Thank you very much for that. All right, let's uh, let's get into this show topic. Um, we're not doing classroom style today. We're just going to do a discussion. We're going to have a discussion. No classroom style because I really want to hear your feedback on this because I've been noticing this. So over the last couple of years, we noticed we started this whole movement. And I think it started with the BLM. And then, of course, music went into talking about buying the block back. And then it became this generational wealth. Then it became leg legacy building. Let me say this. I was on the onset of that many years ago. In fact, it's as some, some of you know, I created the Youth Real Estate Literacy Program and curriculum. So we teach about generational wealth and, you know, we introduce real estate literacy to as young as ages 10 and up 
that content is available for your youth, your young adults, your children to learn real estate. So that that's happening, right? So I'm doing something about it. I'm just not talking about it. But as I've noticed over time in pop culture and this growing trend of, you know, people getting together, this growing trend of generational wealth. Oh, we want to do it for generational wealth and generational wealth. And I'm like, see, now you just, it's almost as if it's lost its movement. It's lost its uh, oomph and zeal to me. It feels like it's a buzzword. Like you, you've now overdone the word love, right? I mean, it's just lost its oomph for me. And the reason I'm saying that or sharing that now is because there's some things we have to take a step back when we talk about generational wealth. Let's look at the bigger scope of things. Oh, I should have did this as classroom style. But okay, I'm going to use a chat box. I'm going to use a chat box. Let's talk about this. Let's first start with generational wealth. Let's talk about generations. So currently, currently, generationally, from 2016 to what? 2026, 10 and a half million baby boomers will be exiting homeownership. Boom. Let's talk about that. Between 2016 to 2026, 10 and a half million baby boomers will be exiting home ownership. Let that marinate. That's just the second half, meaning the first half of that generation born from 1941 to the 1960s, plus or minus, right? Um, that generation has been exiting. How have they been exiting, you say? What do you mean exiting, Lisa? Means they are transitioning, they're dying, passing away. They are relocating, downsizing. Ooh, speaking of that, speaking of that, I'm a seniors real estate specialist. So I'm certified as seniors real estate specialist. And, and this is why I want to speak about this in context of generational wealth, because I'm, I'm watching this transference of wealth happen. We are in it, which is why if you caught the last segment or the last show last week, when I was saying that this is not just about overbidding, price overbidding. This is about competition. This is about truly sticks in the land, stake your name, plug it in there, locking it in for the next 60 years. I'm referring to these overbids. I'm referring to how people are even overpaying. Do you think this current market is sustainable? Ooh, question to you. Is this current market sustainable? 
Hmm? So like I said, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm building us up to where I'm going to this because it, it's going to be a trigger warning and we're going to have to discuss priorities because some folks don't have their priorities straight. I come across it all the time. So question, is this current market sustainable? What do you mean, Lisa? <laughs> These hyper markets and local markets where people are paying anywhere from, you know, half a million over asking, a million dollars over asking, waiving appraisals. If you're weighing, waiving an appraisal, that means when it is appraised, it just means that you're paying more than the appraised value. And to most people say, well, an appraisal is just an opinion anyway. It's not an actual report. It's just an opinion of value. Yes, that is true. It's an opinion of value that if you're financing, your lender is relying on. The lender is relying on the opinion of value. And you are deciding that you're not going to rely on the opinion value because it's more about what? It's more about the ownership than price at this current market. It's more about securing legacy than anything else. Anthony's in the building. He says, <laughs> so those, and Anthony can speak on this. Anthony, I need you on the show. I've been remiss in getting you on here because I see you're doing a lot, but I need you to jump on here and do a segment for us, okay? We, we need your 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 expertise sir <laughs> um it's opinion they people are paying above the appraised value is it sustainable if we continue to do that do this so let me go back because i've said this offline and i'm going to say this all um online now <laughs> He says, I need an invite. He says, hey, I learned from you, so I'm ready when you are. Look, listen, listen. You see right, right here, it says ready, set, real estate. So you know, we stay ready. Wonderful. Let's get you on next Wednesday. Uh, normally do like classroom style. Definitely have you on as a guest um, and, and do a segment, man. Definitely. I'm excited. <laughs> He's laughing. So this is what we do. We have good time. See, that's Anthony Lee, also author, co-author, Real Estate 100, the teen and millennial investment blueprint. Uh, this brother's out here doing his flips. He's doing his workshops, his training. He's just skyrocketed. So doing amazing things. And like I said, I've got to get him on here so he can uh, walk us through flipping properties on a nine to five. Because people are selling you a pipe dream that you go quit your job and go invest in real estate. Why would you do that? No, <laughs> don't do that. In any case, as we're talking about this buzzword, right? So I'm, I'm setting us up because we're, we're talking about this generational wealth in context of what we're seeing. It's just to feel good. It's, it, I think it's clickbait now. It's clickbait. Someone says generational wealth, it's clickbait. Because here's why. In a time of people working from home, in a time where people are overbidding, in a time of fluctuating markets, we have hypo markets, local markets, in a time where now FHA is releasing a 40-year mortgage forbearance option, what does that tell me? That means they're preparing for all of you who overpaid 
during the last couple years, they're preparing that you're going to experience one or two things. Your psyche is going to not is not is going to maybe allow you to stop paying on a house when it's no longer worth it. Let me say that again. Your psyche is going to be the reason when the market shifts, you're going to say, why am I paying on this? Why am I paying on this property and the market's tanked? I'm paying X amount of mortgage dollars and it's no longer worth it. Your psyche is going to cause you to stop paying and walk away. Because recall, we've been here. That's what the financial housing crisis was about. The psyche along with the adjustable rate mortgages. But we don't have the arms in play. Although they have come back, what we do have in play is the competition that is driving you. The competition. See, we now have something more than keeping up with the Jones. We have more, something more than keeping up with the Jones. We have this thing called generational wealth. Generational wealth reminds me, reminds me, watch this bit of history. Generational wealth is clothed, right? It's clothed. Put a little cape on my phone, right? It's clothed. <laughs> I need props. Generational wealth is clothing and masking you overpaying for properties the same way filibustering was happening, blockbustering was happening in the 1950s and 60s when people had the opportunity to purchase real estate, people specifically of color. See, you wanted it so bad at that time, we paid astronomically in interest rates. We paid astronomically in home insurance. We paid astronomically in prices. So the same way that we overpaid and paid then, that's what's being cloaked now in these buzzwords of generational wealth. Debate me on it. And the reason why, like I said, this would be trigger warning for you. The reason I say this is because what is being set up now, follow policy, follow your monetary policy. Didn't Federal Reserve announce this morning in conjunction with Biden's talk about the economy that in the same scope of things, what they are raising uh, interest rates by half a point, And we expect some trickle down effect, not right away, but down the line. In the same way they have passed legislation to limit how many houses investors can purchase in, in the event of a bulk or mass foreclosure. Why would we have legislation preventing that? or hindering investors from doing that? Is it possible they're expecting it? Is it possible it's likely to happen? So I'm setting us up again because I want to give you context for this 
clickbait and buzzword of generational wealth. See, we're looking at all these other avenues to diversify our portfolio. Kudos to you if you're in crypto. Kudos to you if you're in stocks. Kudos to you if you are in NFTs. Kudos to you if you are, um, you know, flipping eBay stuff, whatever it is. Kudos to you for you to diversify your portfolio. The perspective I'm talking about when people are thinking about we have to build generational wealth, that's a buzzword. You know why? Because most of you already have the wealth. Most of you already have the wealth. Where, Lisa? What do you mean? Uh, how many of you have family members that own property that are struggling to maintain it? I'll wait. How many of you have family members who own property that has deferred maintenance? I'll wait. You already have the wealth and you're trying to build something that you have. So instead you're telling the universe you don't have it because I'm trying to build generational wealth. But the reality is you already have the wealth, but you're not working on retention. So you keep chasing, you keep chasing wealth because you don't realize you already have it. I'll give you an example. I'm active in South LA market, got a property for sale. I got a couple and more to come. Do you know South LA has properties of uh, 9,000 square feet to 16,000 square feet lot size with extreme deference? Some of these have reverse mortgages on them, which means that if someone's family member sought to get a reverse mortgage, then it's likely that the family was not supporting the current mortgage or was not supporting income wise, pooling together so we can retain this property. Your issue is not building generational wealth. Your issue is retaining generational wealth. Every one to third listing I see on the market is a probate. Keywords today, people, is retention. Drop that in the comment below. Retention of generational wealth. <laughs> retention. Retention. Thank you. Monique's in the building. Monique Moore. Retention. Thank you very much. ERGJ was streaming on ERGJ. Thank you for the support. Retention. Thank you, Ebony. Retention. You already have wealth, but you're not doing what you need to do to retain it. What does that mean? Question. Are we having the conversation discussion with our family members about financial hardship? That's where it starts. Whoops. <laughs> Are we discussing financial hardships? 
hey, when you're not able to make the mortgage, what's the backup plan? What's the backup plan? What's plan A? What's plan B? Who can step in? See, this is why I'm saying, see, you, you're probably not ready for this conversation, but we need to have it because I'm, I'm so burnt over hearing building generational wealth. You don't need to build generational wealth. You need to retain your generational wealth, right? You have folks living together and no one wants to do the necessary steps for estate planning. What's the estate planning, Lisa? Making sure that we all don't end up in probate court. Paying attention to how we're taking title. See, we are so secretive, we don't want people to know our business. But generational wealth is family business. Can you put that down? Generational wealth equals family business. You don't have your own business. I don't want anybody to be in my business. You, that's not how generational wealth works. Generational wealth is family business. Generational wealth equals family business. So you, so it's shifting our mindset from thinking, I don't want anyone in my business, right? To, you know what? I need you to understand this family business. It's a shift in mindset. This is why I say write down those real estate goals because we're constantly shifting our mindset. Are you taking the necessary steps? Are you taking the necessary steps to retain the current wealth? You know how many families today I gave you the data. What was the data? 2016 to 2026. 2016 to 2026, 10 and a half million baby boomers will be exiting home ownership. I gave you the answer. Where is the wealth, people? Where's the wealth? How many of you have family members that are in that age range? You practically have to be teed up and ready to go to take on the baton. It's your turn. Put that in the, uh, in the chat below. It's my turn. My turn. You're next. You're up next. You're up next. It's my turn. Monique says, I do. <laughs> That's right. Say it's my turn. Most of you tuning in right now, some of you are in this age group that I'm speaking of that is going to be discussing downsizing, relocating, having to have the hard con uh, conversations about companionship, aging in place, meaning now we've got to turn the home into something a little bit more senior friendly with grab bars and ramps grab bars in the shower, supporting rails up the steps, the porch. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you know it's that time? Or you see it coming in the next couple years? 
Let's go back to the data. Thank you, Moni. She says it's my turn. It's my turn. Say it's my turn. You're up next. You cannot say to me, we have to build generational wealth. When if you look to your left, you have someone right there who has wealth. Your issue is you're not retaining the wealth. I am not talking about anybody's personal situation, mind you. I'm talking about clear cut observation. I'm speaking data, data and from experience. I'm speaking facts, facts. Thank you, Ebony. She's like, it's my turn. It's your turn. So guess what? You know that generational wealth is family business. Two types of tools that builds legacy and protects legacy. Real estate and life insurance. Real estate, life insurance. Monique says, thank you, Lisa. Facts. You feel me on that? See, I'm, I, like I said, this today's topic was going to be a bit of a trigger warning because I'm feeling, I'm kind of over you all talking about building generational wealth. When if I go to, to the MLS and I look at your properties and I see you're sitting on a 9,000 square foot lot and a 14,000 square foot lot and it's dilapidated, it's deferred, you don't have your state planning in place, there's no living trust, you may not have a joint tenant on board, there's no LLC recorded. Don't tell me that we want to build generational wealth when you're not taking care of business now. You're not taking care of family business. Why? Because you don't want to be in each other's business. Then that you can't build family business that way. You have to be able to have the conversation and it is a hard conversation about aging in place. It's a hard conversation to have about aging in place. How about disruptive ownership? Someone's auntie, single, owning a property. She passes away, no state planning, nothing in place. She has no children. Where's the family business there? Where's the family business there? Where's building generational wealth there? She was your favorite auntie or uncle, your favorite uncle, but you're not having these conversations about retention. What is the plan? So CTA, I'm going to get off my soapbox today because I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm feeling some kind of way about you all in this generational wealth. It's just a buzzword to me because when I look at the data and I look at the information and I'm like, we don't have an issue of building wealth. We have an issue of retention. We have an issue of retaining it. And when we have an opportunity to become a thousandaire and millionaire, we don't go buy more land. We don't purchase more property. We don't, we don't pull our funds to invest. What do we do? We blow it. We blow it very quickly. You don't necessarily have to buy real estate in the state that you're in. You can go out of state. You can go out of country. You can do different things 
get with a team, start building your team. Monique says, bringing awareness and urgency. I love this. Don't run from your responsibility. Lean into it. Be uncomfortable to grow the family legacy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Especially if you're in my industry, especially in, if you're my if you're a colleague, you are the voice. You are supposed to be the expert leading these conversations. What is the exit? I individually know what each person's exit is, and I collectively know what the what the plan is. What is the plan? Be involved. You cannot say to me you want to build generational wealth when you're not focusing on retention. No, it doesn't work that way. It, it just doesn't. It doesn't work that way. Why bless you with more when you don't, you can't take care of this? Just, you know, this, this, this is what you have doesn't work that way because you're concerned about people being in your business general generational wealth and you being it's only my business I don't want anybody to know that's not how that works it's family business my son my family actively know what I'm building what the plans are actively what are you building and more importantly what is your retention plan? You cannot build if you continue to lose, you continue to sell. People can't buy what you don't sell. That's it. People cannot buy what you don't have up for sale. But if you put it up for sale, what is the plan? Stop saying to me about generational wealth when we're not focused on retention. All right. With that, I say I welcome any future topic suggestions. Today, I just used today's uh, program to address some things that I've been observing for the last couple months and years as it was a feel-good way to, for financial advisors and all kinds of people to sell you more products for generational wealth, but all they were doing was covering it and cloaking it, forcing you to overpay for things, overpay for services. You're just overpaying because you're so focused on what's over there instead of what's right here. That's why. That's how that works. It's called a distraction. So you got, you know, the clickbait. Generational wealth is this new buzzword for you to go out and now you're really gung-ho excited looking over there when you should be focusing on retaining the wealth that you already have. All right. I say that with so much the utmost respect, love, and appreciation. I thank you for tuning in. I thank you even more for sharing and sharing and letting someone know that uh, we should be focused on retention. See, I do home ownership retention. I consult on that first before we discuss selling, right? Before we discuss marketing the property to maximize someone's equity. When I consult with a client, before I put that property on the market, the question is, where are you going to go? What alternative options do we have? I know not everyone operates like I do, but that's okay. That's how I work. That's how we work. Why? Because we're focused on retaining generational wealth as opposed to 
having to restart and hit the reset button every single time. All right. Have a great, powerful and productive week. We'll see you next week. Another information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. With that, I say have a wonderful, wonderful week. We'll see you next week, y'all. Bye.